It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are heading into divisional round of the playoffs in the NFL. Just a crazy wild card weekend. I am joined, and I as I am for every episode, by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad, in person. We are in person, so uh, you guys will all see this on video, but We've had a crazy weekend here at Action Network because we have been building a studio for the past several months that uh, we, we had hoped would be ready in September, <laughs> then October. Yeah. Uh, supply chains got the best of us, and it's still not entirely ready, but our video team uh, and several others pulled off a Herculean effort to launch the studio this weekend. So we did our Convince Me show yeah. from the studio, you, Raybon. Sean Kerner, Dan Ravel were all in the studio. We did Action Island from the studio yesterday, yeah. um, a FanDuel show. And uh, you and I are recording the podcast today. Of course, <laughs> we get in the office today, even though it's 2023, and the internet is out in the entire office. And of course, everything in the studio is internet enabled. So we just came back on. You and I are sitting very close to each other because the lights in the studio still aren't working. Yeah. So if you're watching this on video, that's why it looks as awkward as it does. If you're listening on AMP, if you're listening to the show, it probably sounds great because we're in a studio. We're going to get to the divisional games. I want to recap wildcard weekend. For me, highlight of wildcard weekend has to be uh, we rented a ridiculous loft in the village in the city, airbnb for a few days that a bunch of people were staying in. We had watch parties there throughout the weekend, all watching the game together last night, the Bucks cowboys Matt Mitchell had under 45 and a half. And watching Matt Mitchell sweat the under 45 and a half in the last five minutes when it seemed like the Cowboys were making every decision they could to slow the game down, and the Bucks were running fucking draws to speed the game up, Cowboys were going down with cramps or some kind of injury to stop the clock, even yeah. when the Bucks were running the draw. And then the Bucks get the onside kick, which never happens, and then almost complete that <laughs> touchdown pass. 
I'm glad we have Matt Mitchell with us today. Yeah, no, it was a fun weekend. I mean, it was good hanging out with you guys. I got to meet a couple guys that we work with that I haven't met before. Definitely interesting. Coming up here on Friday. I mean, Chad, you got here. Well, you got here Monday, right? Sunday. Or Sunday night. Uh, so I first saw Chad Monday. I was basically KO'd by Monday, honestly. Uh, it was just wildcard weekend. It's a lot of work. Uh, people behind the scenes here were did an amazing job putting it all together. And no, it's hilarious. Like I, I was joking with a buddy. I just never would imagine five years ago when I was living in Vegas making bets that five years later I'd be in New York City wildcard weekend in a studio talking shows. Uh, just never saw sports betting being this mainstream. So very cool experience. Um, once again, the, the team that Chad hired and put together that put this all together, it was truly amazing to see it be done because it felt something like they had done before and all these people had done before where it was kind of the thing where it was like a first time for almost everyone a part of it. So pretty cool experience. That is very – you said it much better than I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was pretty amazingly done. Yeah. Um, all right. Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. It wasn't great for us. No. Um, two, we never want to go two and two. No. The Buck. well, we didn't go two and two. We went one and three. The Bucks was the exact decision for me. We got it at plus two and a half. Didn't cover. Our Foxhole, we gave out on Tuesday, Ravens plus six and a half. So we lost that. Yeah. Bills minus 13 was our big balls. Got crushed on that. We're going to talk about that for a second. And then you did win Simon Says Jags plus uh, one and a half, which sure. turned out great for us. Yeah. Matt. You had an unusual circumstance during the Bills game. Explain what happened to you. Yeah, so the first half of that game was the longest first half in terms of how many minutes transpired in NFL playoff first half history. So my timing of my flight to New York for this uh, the studio launch event was thrown off. So I was in the air for the last few minutes of that game, and the internet went out on the plane. So I was in... Total, you know, totally blacked out from any information with the score 34-31. And Miami has the ball. I am dying inside. I, I can't believe I got myself into this position. I, I look and felt physically ill. And the flight attendant eventually says, are you okay? And I said, I need to know the final score of that Bills-Miami game in the worst way. The game was almost certainly over by that point. She goes, is this a gambling thing or like a fan thing? She said that unprompted. I go, it's both of those things, ma'am. She looked genuinely concerned, walked away, got on that phone that goes to the cockpit, talked for a second, talk, 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 hung up, comes back, and goes, it was 34-31 Buffalo final. I think they radioed the ground and got the final score. I was consumed with relief, and after that was the happiest and best-behaved passenger in airline history. And we're, of course, on to Cincinnati. For the record, everyone knows we love the luck rankings uh, from Sean Kerner and Nick Giffen and Billy Ward. The two games that had the biggest discrepancies for luck rankings this weekend, the Bills should have won 39-23 based on expectations. And the Ravens should have won like... 22-14. 22-14. So that's why we love betting, though, Chad. We talk all the time that... We love the randomness of football. We got burned by it. Like that, that Bills won, what was it, 17 nothing when it started? Yeah. Feeling really good. Uh, did the classic mistake of, I knew, saying out loud to the group of, uh, I was with all the people from Action, I said, I knew this was going to be a layup. And right then, it completely went sideways. You said that? Went. Well, it just felt that way. And say, like, out loud. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you said that, I would have been like, dude, 
Who are you? Because we don't even text during a game. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, in your mind, you're up 17 nothing against Skyler. Skyler, you're feeling uh, pretty good going against a third-string quarterback in Miami, but that's why we love football. All the turnovers, all the weird bounces. I think they had a fourth and eight they converted, a third and 19 or a third and 15 they converted against the Bills. So that was a wonky game. The Ravens one hurt because it felt like we nailed it. Um, nailed it. F- felt like we were on the right side of it. And a one in a whatever it was. I think it's only happened um, twice out of 80 playoff games that someone returned a fumble 98 yards for a touchdown. So um, that hurt, especially anyone that took the six and a half with us. We talk all the time that that was kind of the pro move of, like, you got to trust your instincts to keep taking the number that comes when it's a good number. We got the nine or nine and a half. We got the ten. We got the eight and a half. We got the seven and a half. All those covered. But, yeah, the six and a half didn't. So that was that was a tough Tough one to lose when you're just on the right side the whole game and uh, a play like that happens. Jaguars, obviously, we were going crazy. Chad was going crazy. I was going crazy. Um, I will be the first to admit, another game we were watching at the Airbnb, and I didn't say anything. I just said, I got to leave because it was uh, three turnovers in the first half. I, Not that I was in a bad mood, but it was just pissing myself of like, fuck. Like, I put way too much on that Jaguars. One and a half, two and a half, all of it. I just, that one just really jumped out all week where I was just, man, like, this line does not make sense because it's the Chargers. Like, the Chargers going to charge her. Uh, get back to the hotel, go to sleep, and I wake up to just never-ending amounts of missed calls, text um, from people from Action and just other people I bet with and my family because, um, obviously, they're, like, I, they didn't know what I bet. And, yeah, it was one of those surreal moments I woke up. It was 30-28, so we were good on the two-and-a-half, feeling really good. And that fourth and one play by Doug Peterson, that was kind of, it kind of felt like it came full circle of our whole reasoning for backing them was Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, obviously. He had to no, drive the No, it was field. Peterson. Yeah, but I'm saying no. he had the four touchdowns in a row. To put no, him no, back in but, the the, game, but. The, the reason, and we said this the entire week, the reason we loved the Jags as home underdogs yeah. was because coaching, coaching, coaching. Yeah, At the fair. end of the day, we trusted Doug Peterson to, and it was about this very specific yeah. thing. Doug Peterson will make the right decisions. Brandon Staley will not. And that was it. And Doug Peterson is now 6-0 and as a dog in the playoffs in his career. Pretty pretty incredible stat. Yeah. And he's a dog again this week. So one of those things of um, we trusted the number. The number was going to hit. Uh, that was one of those where the, the booker is just so sharp come this time of year. And, yeah, it felt great to get that outright. But definitely by far my worst bet um, of the weekend, I think Chad would agree, was that Bucks game. That yeah. was – one of those that who knows all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes, but that was one of those of just the first half in, you were like, okay, this is a total mismatch of a team that believes in themselves, like Dallas do, and a team that just seems like they quit in the Bucks. So we'll eat that one. That was a, a terrible bet, terrible read by us. Terrible. Terrible. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, so a lot of the themes that we're talking about now are going to come up again. One of the things we decided to do – Every week we do Foxhole, we do Simon Says, we do Exec Decision, we do Big Balls. Yeah. Obviously, it gets harder and harder to do that during the season when there's only four games. <laughs> right. I mean, when there's fewer and fewer games. So this week for Divisional Round, we're including totals in the uh, pool of bets we can choose from. Because you and I both, we were looking at lines last night yeah. and uh, already felt like there were some totals that we liked. And it's been some interesting movement. Um, in the numbers so far. So we're going to include that as well. It's funny, last thing is you mentioned the Jags, and I was talking to Raybon, I think. Saturday night was 
Sunday night at, at the Airbnb was super fun. There was about 15 or 20 of us um, for the Bengals-Ravens game. You had, you had left, and, um, and we, everybody like, was generally on the Ravens, and everybody was on the Joe Mixon under-receiving uh, under and rushing yards. <laughs> and in the first series, he had all the touches. And no, he no, had no. like 28 yards, yards oh, okay. in the first series of the game, and the rest of the game just disappeared. And it played out exactly the way we wanted to play out. Um, great weekend. Super fun. It's so much fun to sweat these games with so many people that are <laughs> sort of doing it together. It's fun, but it's also tougher for me. It's tough for me where it's like uh, it's one of those where hearing, when you're in a room with other people that are on other bets, it's the same reason I hate watching at sports books. It's like I feel like an ass rooting against someone else's bet. And it's always that weird feeling of like when I'm working with, when I was with there with the action guys, it was fun because we most of us, all of us are on the same side. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, say my, the most fun I had was seeing Bills fans swell out that Miami game. That was just really fun to be around them just because I've been there before. You're a big favorite. You're feeling so good, so confident. And just like that in football, the rugs pulled for an you. So that was uh, pretty fun. I wish Matt Mitchell was there for that Bills game because it was honestly, that was probably my favorite game of the weekend, that Bills-Miami game. Just because we already talked about Miami should not have been in that game, but because football is so stupid, and it comes down to just a handful of plays, they only lost by three. So that was just an absolute wild game. Let's get to some games. Uh, first game up, Jacksonville visiting Kansas City. Kansas City is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. The total in this game right now is 52-and-a-half. And so I want to talk about that for a second because it's moved this morning. Um, it was at 51, 51 and a half. I unfortunately bet it this morning at 51 and a half because I thought it was going to go back down. And no joke, two hours later, it's at 52 and a half. And it's interesting because all the money is on the under, which concerns me, um, which means if it's going up, some pros are coming in on the over. So now I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah, that's one of those where I would just say be cautious. Um, if you can find a 53, you can grab it now. That's obviously, Chad just talked about 52, 52 and a half. Those are incredibly key numbers at this point. So if you grab a 53, I would, but... Grab the under. Under, yeah. But at this point, I would say me and Chad are leaking confidence on that play. When we were coming into it, we really liked it. I have another total we'll give out that I really love um, for our fans to take this week. But to me in this game... Knew right away when this line came out, me and Chad were going to like the Jags. We love the Jags on the spot. On the simple fact it's Mahomes, bigger than a touchdown or even bigger than a three-point favorite. We know all the data backs up. You fade Mahomes in these positions. Not even that, you like to fade the one seeds. Historically, the one seeds just don't cover in these kind of games. These matchups usually, it, it kind of leans towards the dogs historically as well. If you're going to take a dog this big that Jacksonville is, say they do touch nine, nine and a half. You want to throw some on the money line because return on investment over the years, you want to take these big dogs in the divisional round on the money line as well as taking the number. Um, it is just profitable. So to me, coming into this chat, I wanted to make this one of our foxhole bets or, you know, Simon says taking the Jags here. My only nerve, my only worry is just like last week with the Ravens, this could bump up to nine. This could bump up to nine and a half. I mean, it's, it's going to be the most teased game of the week. Like this and the Eagles, I mean, everyone's going to do the two-teamers. Um, this is going to be in there with them. So the, the books want to hang this at six and a half, seven probably. And they got bumped all the way up, I feel like, to eight and a half. 
nine at most books just because of the teasers and the parlays. I mean, and look, that's a lot of the early money. But but a lot of the money right now coming in on the Jacks. Yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting to see if it does get teased up. Um, well, it definitely is. That's why you're seeing all the tickets. Yeah, yeah. Like, people just aren't betting that. In this time of week, people aren't taking these, these, these numbers straight. I would just be shocked. People are grabbing eight and a half just because I assume everyone coming on the Jacks. I mean, they're... I felt like they were going to be a public dog. Now, we'll talk about it. They're not the most public dog. There's another dog this week that's even more public. But, yeah, it depends on what books you look at um, right now. But, yes, the, the Jags are getting a lot of money early in the, the week. Uh, at Arrowhead with Andy Reid in Kansas City, the under is – this is from Evan Abrams, our director of research. The under is 54, 38, and 1, 58.7%. When the Chiefs are seven-point favorites or higher – Sample size of 46 games. Yep. 69% Jeez. to the under. So uh, that, again, that's where our instincts kick in. Of me and Chad just love chief unders, and obviously the math bears it out. What's frustrating is that we're not getting the best of the number. Well, you are now. At 52, 52 and a half. Or if you shop, you can find 53. 53. But yeah. But then I, I got to bet it again. You know, just don't think that way, though, because it's like it sucks that you got it, but you're, you're rolling the dice when you bet early in the week, and you know that. So it's like one of those where when I bet early in the week, it's little feelers. You really can't get that much money down anyway because books are limiting you. That's why the Ravens one sucks. We're kind of as a loss from last week where it's like six and a half was there for maybe two days. The seven and a half and everything else was there for four, four and a half days. So, yeah. Um, that's one of those where it's like early in, this, early in the week in the playoffs – I just wouldn't rush too hard because most of you guys are going to listen to this. You've already missed the best of the number in a few of these matchups that we're about to talk about. But this Jaguar one, I would grab the 8.5 just to be safe. But me and Chad will not be shocked if we come in on Thursday and it's back up to 9, 9.5. It's just, it just feels like the public eventually will come in on the Chiefs while the pros early in the week, they're just going to take the Jaguars just in case that number does drop down. Giants, 7.5 point underdogs. At the Philadelphia Eagles, the total in this game is, uh, I forgot what it was already. 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Um, money is on the over. Money is on the Giants. Yep. And it's completely understandable. The Giants have been a cover machine this year. They're the best team ATS-wise. The Eagles haven't looked like the Eagles in over a month. Um, the public is completely out on them. If you look right now, Super Bowl odds. 49ers are the favorite right now in the NFC. And 49ers are a favorite with our rookie quarterback in the NFC. And they have to go on the road to Philly if the Eagles win to play them. So very interesting public reception right now of the Eagles. And to me, that's why we're getting value on this game, Chad. This number would probably be closer to 10, especially if the Eagles had just been healthy, right? If they had blown out everyone, if they ended the season, whatever they were going to be, 16-1, and 15-2, it would just be a completely different number. I think the public is just all in on a Giants team after arguably Daniel Jones' best career game of his life against what we would both agree, Chaz, a bad, bad Vikings defense. I mean, it's night and day comparing these two defenses. Again, I'm not the biggest UVOA guy, but at this point of the season, you can take it in because it's literally a factor of the whole season. Eagles against the pass are ranked two. They are literally the second team against the pass. 29th in football is the Vikings. So am I shocked that Daniel Jones absolutely tore, tore them up through the air, Chad? Not at all. We're getting the Eagles team rested. The every everyone I thought was gonna come running in on that Eagles number when it was at seven, and they didn't. We saw early money came in on the seven on the Giants. 
and it still went up to seven and a half, which is nice to know the pros are backing us with the Eagles, but honestly, I knew what going into I was going to take them. It's just a nice spot for an Eagles team at home, well-rested, and that atmosphere. We're going to talk on Thursday about it, though. All these trends, like I want to get more of the trends, they all port, point towards the Giants. It's just historically divisional round. Same thing we talked about the Jaguars. You do historically want to take these big numbers against the one seed. It's just been profitable to take these big numbers. So that's one of those where it's another game where I would love to make it. My Simon says, I'm just worried the seven's going to come down to seven. And, the seven and a half is going to come down to seven. I just don't want to give people a bad number. Cause I think it is going to come down to seven. I do too. Cause it's the, already been bouncing around. It's been bouncing around. We just the the money's gonna keep coming on the Giants. I just the I just pros as well. Like the early money, not, the early early money has not been professional. It's coming on the Giants. I think they were hoping teasers once again and everything would come in on the Eagles and this number would go up to maybe eight eight and a half and that'd be a great value to them. Um, I just I like this Eagles even even at eight I would still honestly take this Eagles team. I just see this being a bigger gap than people realize where. Um, the Giants and the Vikings, when we saw them play earlier this year, that game came down to a field goal last second with that Vikings team. It's completely different teams. This Eagles team was the class in the NFC all season. So my only hesitation and doubt with the Eagles, if you are betting them, is what most people are feeling right now is you just haven't seen Hurts or this team look right in over a month while the Giants, on their hand, have been rolling. I think the books are telling you something. You're hanging such a big number. Because even if they hung a six, six and a half, they would still be getting tons of Giants money. They didn't need to hang a seven, seven and a half. The reason they're doing that is protecting against professional money that's coming on the Eagles. So definitely be careful. You've been thinking about loading up on the Giants here. There's just something really fishy about this line. Sometimes you say stuff like that, and it sounds like you're saying it as an individual. And I've come to realize over the course of a season, (laughs) when you say stuff like that, there's more behind it than just you saying the books are doing this. So be wary. It's fishy. It feels like there's something I don't know. Yeah, there always is. I mean, you can't give away all the secrets, right, Chad? That's part of being a magician. I guess so. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just, I just want to cautious, caution people because I just felt like, especially fans of the show, most of them would just think we'd be blindly be on the Giants here. Divisional dog, catching more than a touchdown. Um, I just want them to... Same thing we talked about the Seahawks last week against the 49ers. There's just, there should be a little bit of pause here uh, in this matchup. It's just not as easy as it looks. It's never as easy as it looks, Simon. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be going 4-0 every week. That's true. Well, we, wouldn't be, be making, we, had, we had a good season. We wouldn't be making bad decisions on the Bucks. What do we think of the total here? Uh, I don't know what to do because I, I really want to take the over. Um, I just see the Eagles being able to put up a lot of points against this Giants defense. I mean, they played early in the season – I have to go back and look. The Eagles might have beat them 48-22 or something crazy like that. So um, they played early in this year, both teams healthy, going all out. Neither defenses could really stop the team's offense. Obviously, the Eagles made stops against that Giants offense, but um, it's, it's, hard to really, it's, it's hard for me to give up the under. But that is what I bet. It was 48-and-a-half. I took the under. It's down to 48. Once again, I think people should just wait. I think that's the number you just wait on. Um, but to me... If you go find the seven at any book for the Eagles, that's the bet you make now. I would just wait on the side in total for this one again because I do think, like Chad just talked about, I think there's going to be a lot of movement on this game, um, especially when weather might play a factor because uh, you're predicting right now is rain for this game. So hold off on betting this total just in case of weather and movement. I'm waiting on the side too. 
I mean, because right now it's at seven and a half, and I want to get it at seven. I do think it'll go back there. I agree. If you're a Giants, if you want to back the Giants, roll, roll the dice, grab the seven and a half now, just in case of that. Because, again, it might go up to eight, and you, you're going to screw yourself not getting a better number. But if you're going to be with me and Chad, just taking the Eagles, you might as well wait and hope you get down to that seven. Because the difference between seven and a half and eight, it's not that much. It really, it doesn't land on eight as much as you honestly would think. It's, it's honestly an anomaly at this point, just because of two-point conversions and extra points uh, misses that we land on eight anymore. It's just not, you're more likely to land on nine, honestly, than you are eight, statistically. So that's one of those, don't get too freaked out if you didn't get the seven and a half uh, with the Eagles. Uh, I'm gonna say one thing right now. I am making an executive decision. Uh, ding, 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 <laughs> executive decision. I'm going with the Chiefs and Jags under 52 and a half. A choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders, execute them. Executive decision. It's a FanDuel okay. right now, 52 oh. and a half. Okay. I'm going with the under 52 Chiefs and Jags. It's a little scary, but that's what <laughs> I'm saying right now. Uh, I want to remind everybody, in case you haven't seen, in case you haven't gone on to Action Network lately, uh, we have an incredible subscription product. Um, we started as a subscription-only business. We are running, like, a lot, of the, a lot of the data that Simon refers to that you hear Chris Raybon or Stucky or Sean Kerner refer to in the various Action Network podcasts or when you read their stories, it comes from information that is available to pro subscribers. Right now, Action is running a 40% off sale on Action Pro for the NFL playoffs. So uh, you guys should all go check that out. It's a pretty great deal. Yeah. I, use, I use this stuff every single day. Yeah. Every I lo- single I lo- day. I love it for the number, especially Bet Labs. It's amazing. Uh, Bengals... On the road, at the Bills, the Bengals, who probably shouldn't have beaten the Ravens, now down basically their whole offensive line (laughs) against a Bills team that should have blown the Dolphins out of the water. Um, The total is 48.5, all the money coming in on the over, and the number has been bouncing around. It got as low as 3.5. It got as high as 6. It's now at 4.5. This is a really interesting one. It's one of the only... No, that's not true. I was going to say um, we've got a real Projo split here, though. Yeah. You know, you know what we're going to call this one? Foxhole. Foxhole! Going with the Bills. Yeah. Foxhole Bills. Hit, because, hit the damn music, man, Mitchell. Alert here for Josh Allen. Looking for Allen! He's got it! He's a runner. No, he's a player. He's a football player through and through. As he is with his left, and there he goes. something about this outrageous man became louder and louder. No-brainer. Chad just pretty much summed it up perfectly. You're getting an undervalued Bills team coming off arguably one of their worst games of the season. Defensively, offensively, special teams-wise, I love everything about this one. I mean, not only do I think McDermott's one of the best coaches in football, he's the only defensive head coach. If you look at all the teams left, every other mind is an offensive mind. His special is defense, and now he's going up against an offensive line that's missing three starters, three key starters, not not just three guys like 
They've helped plug holes on that offensive line. Really important cogs to that piece of that Cincinnati team, Chad. So when we saw it last week with the Ravens, obviously Ravens defense, I would grade them, I'd grade them a little higher than I would the Bills, honestly, at this point. I mean, that you saw how dominant that, that defensive line was for the Ravens against the run, against Joe Burrow. We're not going to get that same kind of turnout here from the Bills, right? They've, they've lost Vaughn Miller, but they're going to be able to scheme up incredibly di- difficult schemes on that defensive line to stop for that offensive line. When you're bringing guys in, that's the biggest thing, right? There's all these little call signs, all these little things that, as the season goes along, these offensive lines, they build up a trust of, okay, they're switching into this formation. We know how to counter that with our own call signs and everything like that. When you're bringing in three new guys at the end of a season to play in those roles that they need to make calls in the middle of snaps of guys rolling off doubles, whatever it is, to like rotate over different sides, that's a huge deal for the Bengals. We saw that last week. They really look like the team they were last year, right? They needed a ton of luck to win games and make it through the playoffs. Not this regular season. This regular season, the Bengals were legit dominant. I mean, the books, they hated them. That was free money was every week for people to bet them. Um, I mean, they might have covered, sheesh, since the Super Bowl, they might be like 20-4 and four ATS um, since the playoffs last year, including this past season. So, they were on an absolute roll, but we're seeing it finally catch up to them, and we're seeing the market catch up to them. I mean, the the Bengals are going to attract a ton of public money this week because in their mind, people said, yeah, the Bengals had a bad week. They played like crap. So did the Bills. Like, they shouldn't be catching more than three points. They, they think this is a really bad line. So me and Chad, I knew – not that I knew Chad was going to be honest. I knew that we would have a debate about this when I tried to convince him to come to the side. He was already on it with me from the get-go. So to me, we can grab four and a half right now at FanDuel – that's why I really want people to go get it right now, just because I do see it going up. I see the pros coming on the Bills just because of that big issues right now on the offensive line, and vice versa. I think the Bills are going to be in a nice bounce back spot here. Like the the issues they had against Miami, easy easily fixable, easily fixable. The Bengals are not like that stuff. They cannot cure in a week the stuff they need to change. So big big movement this week. Chad just talked about it. Some books opened this six and a half, and all of us were like, "What the hell." I immediately got bet down. What the higgity? <laughs> I immediately got bet down a three and a half four, and we've seen just the pro money coming in now, trickling it back up to four and a half five. So um, if you're able to, yes, grab that four and a half with us. I just cannot see us being moved off the position. I just I'm going to be on the Bills this week. I I'm not not going to be a shocker to everyone. I I don't have an upset on this side of the bracket. I got it being pretty boring, neutral field Bills Chiefs, but I just think they were two. They they're the two best teams in the AFC off season. Nothing's changing for me at this point. They're like, yes, the Bills have had injuries. The Chiefs, honestly, are getting healthier at this point of the year. But the Bills, they do have some injuries. I still think they're far above better than a really banged up Cincinnati team that they can't overcome all these injuries. They needed that offensive line to give Burrow time to be what he is, which is a great quarterback. He just does not have it right now. Uh, Interesting, obviously. This game is a rematch of a game that happened or didn't happen, you know, three weeks ago. In that game, in Cincinnati, so much at stake for the playoffs. Um, and now we've got it being played in Buffalo. Yep. Uh, Buffalo is a favorite. You know, we were talking about that game just from a betting point of view from a few weeks ago. You, me, Vegas Refund, who we do Action Island yep. with. Um, people being, we all like Buffalo in that game. Yeah. And people being nervous after watching the beginning of that game. Which we, we know means nothing. I know, but, but still. But still, we're human. Like, uh, <laughs> now all of a sudden we're so confident in the Bills. Injuries. What a difference. And like, what a difference. This is Goodell's dream of 
not that the man's heartless, not that these owners are heartless, but it is a business. And Joe Burrow made the biggest mistake of the season because he's a good human being of going over to that Josh Allen and the Bills team and saying, no, it's fine. We both shouldn't play this game. Let's walk away. Where the rule literally states, Joe Burrow should have walked over and said, hey, we're ready to play. Josh Allen said, well, we're not. And he would say, okay, then you forfeit, right? And the Bills said, yes, we forfeit. And this game would be in Cincy right now, and the Bills would be on the road. So this played out just as Roger wanted it. We'll never see anyone ever again walk away from a game because they put those rules in place and they were pissed. So Cincy fans, I get it. They've been complaining already this week that they shouldn't have to be playing this game. And Buffalo, it should be a neutral field. I get where you guys are coming from. It sucks, but those were the rules. You guys left the field voluntarily, and just like the Bills did, and the, the Bills have no need to be punished. So Bills have this at home. They deserve to be getting the points. This is the side we're definitely going to be on. And to me, if it stays under six, there's no doubt you're getting good value on this Bills team. Um, I just I just love this matchup for that defense in such a nice bounce-back spot where everyone, like I just said, everyone's so down on this team where any pro with a computer model is going to project out. The Bills easily should have covered last week. Not easily covered, but they should have covered and won. What would this line have been if they had done so, right? This would probably would be six and a half, six. So, to me, we're getting a point, point and a half of free value just based off last week. While you were talking, I did what I like to do on a Simon Says bet. I went <laughs> into the app and I uh, quick slipped it. I used FanDuel Quick Slip in the Action Network app. I'm in New York. It was so freaking easy to use. Love Quick Slip. Uh, the total on this game uh, opened over 50. Yeah, and I know. it's been bet down. I think it's at 48 and a half right now. So I think it's the same thing. And pros are looking at that O line of the Bengals, and they just think they're going to have issues moving the ball. So I love the under of 50. I would still take it. We even chat already talked about 48 and a half is a key number. I'd grab that now if you could. This is just a game I will be on the under. Right now, there's only one game I'm leading towards the over, and that's that Eagles Giants game. That's most likely for me to end up on that over. I just really like the unders this week, especially after a 5-1 and one over week for Wild Card Weekend. I think we're going to see a little bit of over-adjustment from these sports books, which early money on this, especially this game, it's, that's, that's very interesting. The pros are coming on this under so heavily, but it makes sense when you really think about Cincinnati, those offensive line struggles. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs are here, and the easiest way to get in the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up with promo code favorites. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. If I had a free bet this weekend, I'd bet Jags Chiefs under 52 and a half. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio, so make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official Sportsbook partner of the NFL must be 21 and over in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. So in the next game, here's what I don't get. Right now we've got a Bills minus four and a half is the foxhole. The exact decision is yep. Chief Jags under 52 and a half. We owe people a Simon Says. You ready? Um, <laughs> so we're talking about the 49ers and the Cowboys right now. Uh, this line, I see some fours out there uh, at FanDuel right now. Um, this game is at four. Uh, what say you? I see some three and a halfs out there too. What say you, Simon? Well, I'll just start off right off the top so we can make their bets real quick. Simon says under 46 and a half. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. It's right now is my favorite bet of the week. I love Wow. Yeah, I love this one. All right, under. well, I guess I got it. And we don't <laughs> we we think it's going to go we think it's potentially going to go lower. So I think the pros are going to keep betting it down, especially if you've even been following along, California's been getting destroyed by bad weather. Like they've just been getting nonstop rain. Um, bad floods, all of it, which obviously feel horrible for those people living out there. We got lucky last week. If you bet the 49ers, it like literally, it was just right in the middle of the football game. It opened up and was sunny. It was as if it was so weird. It was bizarre. Yeah, yeah. So that was one of those where I felt lucky being on that over in that game because of that. Where um, I bet the over honestly because of the bad weather, and there was no bad weather, and that helped them. I mean, they were moving up and down the field both offenses, so. In this matchup, going the complete other way, I think Dallas is going to have a big advantage against Purdy, and I think they're going to have a huge advantage in the 49ers against Dak. Dak does not like to be moved off his spot. That's one of those things where Tampa just couldn't get to him. They simply could not touch the guy, never moved him off his spot, so he was able to pick them apart. I mean, we've seen Dak, when he's comfortable, he can do whatever he wants. You go back and watch just even two weeks ago, that Washington game, all they did was move him off his spot, and he was just uncomfortable. He hates being moved out of the pocket, Dak, so... Looking at this matchup with the 49ers, that's exactly how their defense plays. Um, I like the three and a half, Chad. I'm not going to lie with the 49ers. I do too. I just feel way more confidence right now taking the under because I can see both offenses struggling. First, two defenses that, yes, the Cowboys' secondary is incredibly suspect. We all know that. We all agree on that. But they still have a really dominant front four. And in this matchup against Purdy, he's not faced anyone, especially like Parsons, like a very dominant force that has the speed to catch up with him. The kid tries to run out of the pocket. He's going to be caught by Parsons. He is not outrunning him. So, um, like the 49ers, we'll talk more about that on Thursday because I would tell people, grab the three and a half if you're going with us. I'm just a little worried. I want to talk to other professionals right now because I know this number's been bet down by a really smart group. They came in right right away on the Cowboys, um, four and a half, for good reason. I think they're, they're, it's, the, it's the looking at a team – at a high winning percentage like they do have, the 49ers, what are they at now? They might be 14-4 and four at this 11 point. 11 straight. Yeah, they've won 11 straight. They're 14-4 on the season. Um, 
That's incredible. Historically, that's not good, though. In the playoffs, in this round, that's, uh, again, these are all crazy trends. We're going to talk more about Thursday. It's not good to be a high seed with a huge winner percentage. We already know that. Um, I'm already on a couple of favorites this week. What can I do? Like, I like this number. I think we're getting fair, a fair market value. But I know the pros aren't overacting to that game against the Bucks, and that's the money that's driving this number down. So that's what's giving me such worry about picking a side here. With the total, I feel like this is such a good number. Like, this number to me is going to keep coming down. I see it closing closer to 44. So if you can grab the 46.5 now, I would, because I do see this, this total drop. And I just I, I feel like the general public might be on the over, but all the pros are going to see this is going to be a very strong defensive matchup on both sides of the ball. It's just favorites both sides, D-line-wise, uh, of the ball. Where, yes, 49ers do have a great run-blocking scheme, but we've seen it. Dallas is kind of team they can take that away where you can scheme that up, but they'll figure out a way to get Parsons involved in all these plays. So, um, yeah, Chad, I, I wanted to come in here and be really staunch in taking the 49ers. It's just going to be a pause for me on that one, but I do feel confident in betting this under. Well, it does feel weird to me that the Cowboys are getting the the, the sharp money right now, and I agree with you. It seems it. I noticed that. I feel like a little bit of a reaction. Yeah, and like it's not like why well, it just happened last night. But yeah, that's the antithesis of what you get from professional betters. So I don't like, get it. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, so that's one of those like I'll get home today. It could be. Uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I could be. Everybody was coming in on the Bucks last night at two and a half. Yes, and yeah. so. Maybe they're over well, on the app. It was fifty-fifty. But but we knew professionals were on the yes, Bucks. Yes, yes, yes. And so yes. they could be overvaluing their own opinion. Like, wow, I thought the Bucks were so good, and the Cowboys killed them. So I was right about the Bucks. They're amazing. So the Cowboys must be better. You know. I would say what it felt like to me because I've only watched that game once. I'm going to rewatch it uh, later tonight again. This Forty uh, er I mean, not the Forty ers the Bucks Cowboys game. To me, the shocking thing was how prepared McCarthy had that team. Yeah, because he's they, not very good. No, and they were incredibly prepared. The scheme was, I mean, it was brilliant, honestly. Like, the, the way they attacked Tampa um, on offense, even if Tom had played an R8 game, right, if they had put up a couple points, I do think the Dallas took their foot off the gas. Like, they really could have beat the crap out of that Bucks defense, and they really didn't. So the public is going to be over this 49ers team chat. That's what's giving me such pause. And we've already seen in the market, the 49ers right now, I've already said, they're the favorite to win the NFC. So... They're clearly a darling of the public, um, but like Chad just said, this this is one of the more interesting lines this week. The pros are taking a stand right now on this Cowboys team, so um, this is one of those I just want to bet aside yet, people, because I, I do think Chad and I, we might end up flipping on Thursday, but as we sit here right now, we like the 49ers. You know, we're quicker this week because there's just there's not that many games. Yeah. Reminder, Foxhole, Bills minus four and a half, Simon says... The total in the Niners Cowboys forty six and a half exact decision under. Uh, I'm sorry. The Simon says is the under the forty six and a half of which is the total in the Cowboys Niners, and then the exact decision is the Chiefs Jags under fifty two and a half. Yeah, we will give out a big balls on uh, Thursday. I think that's everything. Yeah, I right? honestly can't wait till Thursday now. Can't wait till Thursday. I can't wait so, to see. It's just such a fun week of games. I can't wait to see if there are big balls on Thursday is betting the Niners against the wise guys. I was, I was going to say, it's either going to be that or I'm going to try to flip, you, uh, flip, flip us on the Eagles, convince us to take the Eagles in the seven and a half. Be a man, take the seven and a half. Because I'll be honest, I, I want that seven. That seven and a half, the hook just scares me in chat. Yeah, of course. That, that might be the big balls bet. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Volume Podcast 
Network for Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. Producer extraordinaire is Matt Mitchell. Download Mm -hmm. us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Listen all the way to the end if you love us so we can stay ranked in Apple Podcasts. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.